2: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
3: You are listening to the Fly the W670 podcast. It is episode 14 of season three. Cubs, pitchers, and catchers report. Don't forget to listen, download, review. Most importantly, subscribe to the podcast. Follow us on the socials, Fly the W 670 on Twitter, Instagram, of course, on Facebook, or email us at FlyTheW670 at gmail.com. Crowley, some of your uh, favorite words. Pitchers and catchers reporting.
4: If you're watching this on the 670 The Score YouTube channel, I am grinning ear to ear. I could not be any happier to see everything going on out at Mesa. I am just itching to get out there.
3: Yep. Should be a good time. Weather looks good. Everybody seems to already be there. I mean, the whole team doesn't need to officially be there until the 19th, which is Monday, but uh, looks like uh, everybody's already there, except
4: Cody Bellinger.
3: We'll get into yeah. that in a little bit.
4: Yeah, you know, it's uh, interesting. Pos- pitchers got to show up before the position players. They need a little bit more time. Uh, to ramp up the arms and catchers are there because they need, you know, the pitchers need someone to throw to, throw to Right. Yeah. yeah. So as we talked on the last podcast, Dustin, in this big league camp, there's the 40 man roster and the 19 nine roster invitees out of the 59 players invited to big league camp, 33 of them are pitchers and six of them are catchers. And so only 13 out of, out, you know, pitchers out of, out of the four, you know, out of the rest of them, out of the 33 are going to make it on that team. Right. But if you've been listening, careful to what Jed and other people have been and Carter have been saying, you know, it just takes so many innings. Now it used to be, if you looked at 2016 and Jed brought this up, how they had, you know, just basically like five starters that were able to throw like 130, 140 innings, 150 innings. I mean, That doesn't happen anymore. So you're going to have to try to find a way to make up for all those innings, and that's what we're doing right now.
3: Absolutely, absolutely. And they're, you know, they they, bullpen looks better on paper than it did at this time last year, but uh, we're still looking for that fifth spot, right, in the starting rotation. The good news is they've got a handful of guys that could do the role.
4: Right. So the 13 pitchers are going to break camp, and and we know four starters for sure: Pendon, Justin Steele. Shota Imanaga, Jamison Tyone, and Kyle Hendricks. You got a couple veterans in Tyone and Hendricks. Steele's a younger guy and Shota's in his first year in the league. But as you were saying, there's going to be a battle for that fifth spot. And Dustin, I kind of looked last year to see who made some starts. And I think probably guys that are most likely that are in camp right now and have a chance for that fifth starter spot. Uh, Drew Smiley is going to be one of them. Hayden Wesniski, Jordan Wicks, Javier Assad. Caleb Killian and Ben Brown. I think those are the guys that are going to be in the race for that fifth starter spot. Is there anyone that you think stands out more than the other? Well, I would say either Jordan Wicks or Javier Assad.
3: But, but, big but, does Shoda? is he going to be able to start every fifth day? So are you going to have to take somebody like Hayden Wisnitsky as an example, stretch him out, put him in Iowa, Use up options in case Shota needs a couple of days of a breather, right?
4: Um, You know, I'm I'm looking at this, and, you know, when you say that, and and I think that some of the pitchers competing for the fifth starter spot will move to the bullpen, and others are going to head to AAA. So I think if you're looking at it from that standpoint, I think, uh, you know, Smiley Assad and Wszniski would be guys that I would say would probably stick up here and kind of pitch, you know, with Smiley it's a lefty so he can go one inning even, you know, but I think Assad and Wszniski would be up here to kind of pitch some more long relief. And I think when you talk about Triple A, you got Jordan Wicks and Caleb Killian and Ben Brown. Um, you know, Brown hasn't even made it up yet. So, I think those are guys that are most likely to head to Triple A. Or maybe they're still going to buy somebody Crowley
3: or maybe they're still going to trade for somebody.
4: It's, it's interesting that those are all options right there. And you mentioned the bullpen earlier, and I think we know who the locks are on that. I would say right now the locks are definitely Adbert Alzali, Hector Neris, Julian Merriweather, and Mark Leiter. And so... Sediment gonna, stone.
3: Sediment stone. Yeah,
4: yeah, 100%. And And today we're going to go talk a little bit later about... Um some of the comments that Jed Carter and Craig Council made. But this is what Jed had to say about Hector Neris, and I thought it was interesting. I think
2: um the fact that he provides real leadership down there. I think you know all the um references we got on him were that he does provide real leadership and stability in the in the bullpen. Um the fact that he's done it year after year. Um, as you said, you know, pitching for for seven months every year is really critical. Um I think our bullpen I think those guys learned a lot last season uh, for a lot of those guys, it was their first time through it. It was a hard run, like we talked about, and um so certainly we're all hopeful that adding near us helps that group, but also that they got the experience from you know uh, being pushed really hard and they can come back and sort of understand you know what the workload
3: feels like a little bit more
4: a lot of a lot of good points in there, but but jed I, got again, a little jed got a little cold there, Crawley?
3: Like uh, yes, I think he something, does. Something, he right? doesn't sound yeah.
4: good. He, no. he doesn't sound good. But, uh, you know, I saw him when he came out and sat down at a press conference. I'm like, oh, uh, he don't look too good. But, you know, the, the thing about naris we've talked about his durability and and the leadership that he brings and how important he was to that Houston team. And he was pitching seven months for, you know, literally like the last seven years, not just six months, but all those postseasons that Houston's been in. Um, And, and, Also, the fact, again, that Alzelay and Leiter and Merriweather, they were never asked to kind of be on a run like they were last year when they were dependent on those guys. So those guys got valuable experience. Um, A couple names that have a good chance of making the bullpen, Jose Quas came to the Cubs right at the trade deadline and made a lot of appearances in a short time with the team. I think he was overused, to be honest, but they had nothing else. So I, I would love to see what he does in more of like a sixth inning role. Um, I think he can also be a guy that might you know, be a fireman type that would get guys out that you might need to uh, in, a, in a pinch if you're in a situation. So Keegan Thompson had a disappointing 2023. He's hope, looking to bounce back. And Daniel Palencia and Luke Little are flamethrowers. They made their MLB debuts last season. Uh, Palencia was right around July 4th with that Brewers series, and Luke Little came a little bit later, I want to say late August, early September. I want to see more Luke Little. Just going to say yeah. that. I want to see more yeah. Luke
3: Little.
4: You know, he, he, he's got, I mean, he's just such a physically, he reminds me of a lefty, you know, he reminds me of Lee Smith, you yep. know, like that, that big body just coming out and you're just seeing yeah, that guy throwing flames, you know, yep. mm-hmm. <laughs> it would, it would be fun. And, and he's just a great guy. So I'm in a great family. So I'm hoping to see more of him, but like we talked about in the last podcast, there's 11 non-roster invitees looking for a job. Some of these guys are journeymen that, you know, kind of been bouncing around for a while um, one time they, or another, they were a big prospect, but they never panned out. Other guys are coming back from injuries. So three of the four lefties they invited never really made it big in the, in the majors. Uh, Edwin Escobar, Richard Lovelady, and Thomas Pannone fall into that court category, while Brad Week is a lefty that the Cubs are looking to bounce back from injury. Uh, There's also seven non-roster invitees that are right-handed. Carl Edwards Jr., Colton Brewer, Sam McWilliams are all guys that have been around the big leagues and overseas. Uh, Chris Clark and Riley Thompson are guys that made their way through the Cubs minor league ladder. And Ethan Roberts looking to bounce back from Tommy John surgery. With any one of these guys here, those non-roster invitees, you're really looking, Dustin, to catch lightning in a bottle. Right,
3: right. They've got nothing to lose. You've got nothing to lose. You're hoping something sticks.
4: Right. You're not paying the big money that say like, you know, Josh Hader got or something like that. It literally is costing you, you know, pennies on the dollar. So, you know, if, if one of those guys, if you can find a pitch, if, if somebody's healthy, if somebody comes back from overseas and is is just there, it's, and, and again, there's going to be guys that are going to be cycling through and I think that's been really interesting when I've talked to a lot of people about Craig Council and and when we talked last episode with Craig Colstein from baseball Perspectives is just that idea of to cycling through players and, and and if a guy's hot ride the hot streak but when he starts to fade out a little bit you got to have somebody in to step in and that's the hope with some of these guys that they're going to be on that shuttle to Iowa.
3: Yep, we'll have to wait and see. But uh, these are these are not bad problems for the Cubs. They got some other issues, but the the pitching right
4: now, I feel pretty darn good about. I also look at the catchers right here. They got six of those that reported to camp. And and when you look at those catchers, um, you know, we talked about this in the offseason. The, the question is going to really kind of come up, um, Jan Gomes and Miguel Amaya. What's the split going to look like? So last year, Jan Gomes caught way more than Miguel Amaya. Is it going to be more of a 50-50 split? Is it going to be maybe Amaya 60%, Gomes 40%? Uh, I think, I think that's going to be just, that to me is going to be one of the most interesting things to watch as the season goes on. Now the Cubs have not and I know that you're a big Amaya fan, Dustin. And so I think, I think a lot of people are really, really rooting for Miguel right now. I mean, to, to go through everything he went through with like two, three years of injuries and all of a sudden, you know, coming back and being in the big leagues, this is, this is just a huge opportunity. The four non-Royster invitees to camp, you got two veterans who played for big league Cubs and Jorge Alfaro and Joe Hudson. God forbid something happens to Gomes or Amaya in spring training. You want to have a veteran experienced catcher to be able to kind of slide in there. And I think that's what you got in Alfaro and Hudson. None of them are going to hit the snot out of the ball. None of, you know, they're not going to really give you competitive big league at bats. Alfaro has a chance if he can, if he can find the fountain of youth a little bit, but, uh, you know, Joe Hudson has never been able to hit at the big league level, but they are catchers and know how to call games and know how to handle pitchers. So God forbid something happens. You got some veterans there. And then the two young catching prospects that we talked about last week that I am super high on Bryce Windham and Pablo Aliendo. I think it's going to be awesome that they get experience with the big league coaches. And and a big thing, too, Dustin, is catching these big league pitchers, getting a feel. So, yeah, you know, it's great experience for these guys. Right. Yep. Right, and then let's say, you know, in case of emergency, break glass and get Bryce mm-hmm. Windham. It's not the first time he's catching these guys. so he, and you he know, has the
3: opportunity to build some really good rapport as well, right?
4: Right, you like build These some guys rapport. are going to feel comfortable. Yeah. They're going to want to work with him. Right, and so if they get into some spring training games, you know what I mean? Okay, what does he like to throw? What's his out pitch? You know, it, it's a huge difference. So to have these guys get that experience is going to be great. But I, I really, truly believe in the Cubs – uh, pitching infrastructure. I know Craig Breslow leaving was a real big, um, it didn't help the situation, but I still think having Tommy how out there and, and, and the infrastructure they got, I think is going to be solid. And I'm really looking for, I, I think the pitching and the bullpen are really going to be strengths of this team. I still would like to see one more starter and one more lefty, but let's see what happens. Let's see what happens.
0: This episode is brought to you by progressive insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy,